Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Friday night. Yeah, it is. It is Friday night, and I am just so glad to be here with you guys. We are wrapping this week, child. We are wrapping this week like it is a piece of old rotted fish being wrapped in newspaper. Isn't that what the what the mafia? Isn't that what they used to do? Didn't wasn't that how they delivered the message that Luca Brazzi had been taken care of by uh, by the other one of the other heads of the five families? That's that's what kind of week this was. And so, as I was beginning show prep uh, for tonight. I didn't even I didn't even give my man here a heads up. I decided we on Fridays we usually do Hero of the Week. At the end of the show, we do Hero of the Week and Stink of the Week. And as I was thinking about it and going through the hot topics of the day and breaking news of the day, I was like, I've got so many stories today that are are are, are all nominees. Hero of the Week and Stink of the Week. So it's like the whole show is basically going to be a combination of stories that are all going to either fit into nominees for Hero of the Week or Stink of the Week. And, of course, that means we got Bob Walters going to be here on Friday with his education segment. Uh, usually he's got a culmination of topics for us, most of which are stink, stink-worthy nominee topics, but he usually works in some good news as well. So glad to have you guys here with me this week, 888-344-1170. So we are paying an homage tonight to heroes and to stinky topics tonight, some of which hopefully you guys are going to be as amused of as I was when I heard it. And um, so let's think of it also as an opportunity to have a little fun as we wrap up a really difficult, painful week for the country. My old friend and many of you longtime Andrea Kasher listeners knew uh, Peggy Costian, who was a dear friend of mine that we met over Facebook, and she became a, a, a really good friend of mine, and she passed away a few years ago, and she always said that I was a happy warrior. And I realized there's been times I've come on the show and done a monologue to where I I didn't show that I was happy at all. (laughs) I try to always find something to laugh about in the midst of and something to be cheerful about and grateful for in the midst of the toughest times. And uh, no matter how bad of a day it might be, I'm always grateful I get to share this time with you guys. Again, 888-344-1170. Follow me on Twitter at Andrea K. Show, on Instagram at Andrea K. Show, and move on over to Parlor at Andrea K. Show. And oh, by the way, to my conservative peeps out there, many I've got many peeps and friends in media with huge followings. I mean like 400,000 followers on Twitter. Let me, let, can I just say this? Y'all ain't doing much of a social media rebellion against Twitter when you're still tweeting all day long. After you've supposedly made the move to parlor. There, I said it. Uh, so joining me tonight, and um, 
hopefully one of the things we're going to do is I'm going to hopefully leave more time to, to bring his voice into the show here because I just appreciate him so much. It's my buddy. It's DJ Potato Skins. We have a gentleman. Yesterday, I met in this very room with DJ Skins. Now we have a lot to cover today, but uh, so far my lead for Hero of the Week is, is Mike Pence. I think he really stood up for America today. Well, I, I'm glad you said that. I didn't have an opportunity uh, to watch that, uh, to watch, I, I, and I'll tell you why. Because he, for those of you who don't know, there was the first, for, for the first time in two months, there was a press conference today regarding coronavirus. And I was in, I, I turned it off and I didn't want to watch it because I think, I, I thought and I think it's a mistake to have Fauci or Burks at a microphone. We are in the mess that we are in economically right now because they are the Lisa, the Lisa Page and Peter Strzok of public health. They are politicians. They are not acting physicians. They are not doctors. They have a political stake in the game, and it has to do with Bill Gates. However, I agree with Potato Skins because what Mike Pence did, he represents the Trump administration well. He's always poised. He is unflappable. So when they hit him with with dopey, dumb questions about, you know, because these are the same people uh, – Two minutes before they ask Mike Pence why Trump's holding these rallies, obviously wanting to kill every granny in the universe. At the same time, or right before they ask that question, they're out there pumping up and, and encouraging protesters and rioters in the name of Black Lives Matter. And um, yeah, he came out swinging with the press today. He really did. He did. And one of the things he said when he was asked about that is he, he reminded people that we have constitutional rights in this country. And let me tell you, those of you... Um, I, I got to thinking about the polls last night. Remember how we had Harlan Hill on and I said that I was struggling to believe the polls. I, I actually believe that there's some truth in the polls that President Trump is slipping a little bit. And let me tell you why. Because we actually it, we have conservatives out there that are justifying the Marxist, tyrannical, totalitarian seizure of our businesses and unconstitutional grab of our businesses, unconstitutional uh, removal of our rights with enforcement of masks and social distancing guidelines. And for those of you who think that Texas is a red state, if you're thinking about leaving California, the governor there today has closed down bars and said that you can't sell any alcohol in bars. I didn't know that coronavirus was was more easily transmitted if somebody's drinking alcohol versus iced tea. This is insane. And so uh, we uh, had tip to President, uh, to Vice President Pence today for sta- standing up for our constitutional rights. And I will tell you again, uh, I'm with the people who say that my constitutional rights don't end where your fears begin. Um, so thank you for that. Got to move into some other things. We don't have too much time to spend on that one. Thank you for bringing that to my attention. Uh, breaking news today. Uh, potato skins is and this goes in the stink the stink columns you did a hero uh, a story now we're going to get into a sink story did you hear potato skins that uh, the democrats in the house of representatives in the name of fighting racism voted to make the district of columbia washington dc a state yeah because that's a state that i would trust with my entire heart no that's that, that's not going to happen well it's it's unconstitutional our founders but but the, this whole isn't it perfect though our founders wanted to have a, an area of our country that was independent that wasn't governed by state um in fact i love how um my man from louisiana senator john kennedy put it he said if you look at article one of the constitution the idea of the founders was that there would be an independent district not beholden to any state not influenced by any state um so why do why are the democrats 
doing this now, they know what's in the Constitution because they want to exploit this racial divide that's going on, this race war for power. They know that that is such a an entrenched far-left Democrat area there that it's going to give them automatically more seats in the House and permanent uh, additional senators in the Senate. It's all about a power play off the backs of the fear-mongering and the race-baiting and the race-hustler industries. Almost just as permanent as here in California, so they know what they're doing. Exactly. They know exactly what they're doing. And where's the Republican Party pushing back against this? They should have all been on the steps of the Capitol today Say no. They're nowhere on this, just like they've been nowhere on the tearing down of statutes. President Trump is alone. Another story that we have tonight uh, in terms of um, a nominee, a story uh, in the hero end, is President Trump. He signed an executive order today. About the the monuments, I think it's called the monuments, uh, something or other. Um, the Good for mon- him. I think that was needed. Yeah, it's it's an executive order to protect monuments, memorials, and statutes. And basically, what it does is it's going to it's going to come with a ten year. It makes it a federal crime. It's not a misdemeanor. It's not just straight up vandalism. It's not you know it's it's not going to be treated as if you went and tagged. You know, some dry cleaner on the side of the building with a spray can. You will be subject to 10 years uh, in jail and also um, will be retroactive. So um, if you had been arrested last week for doing this, you are now subject to this penalties. Um, uh, You know, I said it I've said it last night or the night before. Imagine where we would be in this country if we had a Republican Party as fierce as courageous, as determined to uphold what this country was about. And everything about this country is all based on the law. We are a nation of laws, and the most important law, the law of the land is the U.S. Constitution, which has been subverted by traitors, treasonous weasels in the deep, the deep state that still exist today. Imagine if we had had a Republican Party as courageous as Sidney Powell, what they could to put to, to not and not just to push back against the deep state and stop the coup attempt. But but w- imagine if they were courageous enough to push back against the Democrats right now with what's going on. In fact, we wouldn't be here right now if we had a Republican Party willing to stand up. They're silent tonight with the fact that the Democrats are pulling a power grab on the District of Columbia. I got the monitors up. I'm not seeing anybody should here. have stood up immediately. They should have stood up immediately. They should have been screaming to high heaven They're, They haven't been out there. We've got a, a hero story today that there was a there was a statue of Sarah, I think a Junipero Sarah, uh, somewhere up in uh, central part of maybe Ventura area that was under threat of being torn down. And it was some Catholic students and a priest that stood guard over that statue and said, you're not tearing it down. What if the Republican Party and, uh, and every con- Republican congressman or woman and every co- Republican senator, when it stood around that emancipation statue of Abraham Lincoln... Right now, if they were out there right now and said, you are not tearing this down, we are the party that was against slavery. This represents this nation. This represents the best of this country, that we are not a racist nation. And this is the symbol of it. And in fact, we are the party that freed the slaves. It was the Democrats that was the party of the KKK, of the party of slavery, the, the, the party that not one Democrat voted for the civil rights legislation. Imagine the symbol of that. Imagine where we would be from a policy standpoint, from an economic standpoint, if we had a Republican Party as courageous as Sidney Powell. We would have had them all standing up against Fauci and Burks and saying, shove your phony models. We're not shutting down the $3 trillion American economy because that's not who we are as a people. We're the people that braved 
all kinds of of disease and threats. We are we are that we are the nation that volunteered to go and fight Nazism and give up our lives to end communism, to end Nazism, not to sit in our homes and cow and cower out of fear. That's not who we are. We're going to take a break. We come back. We got more stories to get into. One that's going to crack y'all up. It's going to crack you up, Tater Skins. Wait, do you hear this? <laughs> more Andrea K. Show coming up. Be sure to follow Andrea K. on Twitter at Andrea K. Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K A Y E. Andrea K. Telling you like it is, all while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. We're wrapping up this week with a whole lot of little stories. It's like bit of news. Bunch of, bunch of, bunch of stories where you don't really need to spend like 20 minutes talking about each one. Just kind of hit the highlights. Kind of let you guys know what's going on. We're, a lot of stink. Got a few good, uh, good positive here of the week uh, uh, kind of stories. Um, but we're kind of wrapping this week, like I said earlier, like a dead fish wrapped in some newspaper. Um, but we're going to have some fun in a minute here. But let me give you a daily reminder of a couple things. Um, as I said on Parlor today, here's your daily reminder that no, I'm not responsible for anybody else's health. You know, we as conservatives, this is why it's disturbing to me that conservatives have bought into these mask and six foot distancing because uh, stuff because it's based on collectivism. It's based on the idea we're we're supposed to believe in limited government. Individual freedom, individual responsibility, individual accountability. I'm not responsible for anybody else's health. How can I be responsible for your health? I don't get to decide what you eat, whether you smoke, how much you drink, whether or not you exercise. I don't get to I don't get to sit there and make sure you put the fork down before you overindulge and end up obese with three comorbidities, making you likely to catch the coronavirus and die. I'm not responsible for that at all. And in fact, where where was Fauci and Burke's day? I have not heard one time them talk about an immune, your immune system. If they gave a crap, if anybody talking about these masks today gave a crap about anybody's health, they'd be talking about how to boost your immune system. Eat right. Exercise. Put the fork down. Right. Boosting your immune system should actually be on every network. It should be on every network. And you don't have to do what I do, take balance in nature. Although I will tell you, this is the first time I've gone six months without a sinus infection. This is the first time I've made it through allergy season with no, with no outbreaks. This is, uh, this is the best that I've felt in a long time. So I do recommend balance in nature. I get um, 10 servings of 31 different fruits and vegetables every day. I encourage everybody to go and do it. Um, no, it's not free, but you know what? It's a heck of a lot cheaper than what happens if you, if you end up with a crappy immune system, right? So I'm not saying you won't get the coronavirus, but clearly I think the one lesson that we should have learned is you take care of your immune system and you can fight off diseases at least better than, uh, than other people. So go to balanceinature.com, use the discount code health, free shipping right now, 35% off of preferred fruits and veggies. Um, okay. So tater skins, let's talk a little um, let's talk a little cancel culture because you brought a story uh, to me last night that involves somebody self-canceling. Do you remember what story that was? No, you could give me the headline. I'll it, remember. Kristen Bell from Kristen Bell. We've, we've got multiple stories of cancel culture, self-cancel, self-canceling um, two stories only. Kristen Bell, if you guys remember, was Veronica Mars. Um, she has decided, um, I don't watch animated movies. I didn't watch cartoons when I was a kid. So we've got two stories here of, either all-white or half-white actresses who have been doing 
uh, voice work playing the part of either all black or biracial characters. Now they're stepping aside saying that they should basically give the role to a black person. Right. And, you know, Kristen Bell is one. She will no longer voice the biracial character in Apple TV Plus show Central Park. I had never heard of the show. Um, uh you know, she's, you know, happy to relinquish the role to, and to commit to learning, growing and doing my part for equality and inclusion. This is a time to acknowledge our acts of complicity. Here's one of mine. Uh, casting a mixed race character with a white actress undermines the specificity of the mixed race and black American experience. How? You're complicit in what? How 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 was you playing this character have anything to do with George Floyd's death? This is insane. The same thing happened with this comedic actress uh, Jenny Jenny Slate, who was playing who's half black by the way, and she was playing a black uh, a cartoon character. No, she's half white and Jewish. Anyway, she's half what this character is. And she said, I reasoned with myself that it was permissible for me to play Missy because her mom is Jewish and white. So the character is half Jewish and white and half black. And the actress is Jewish and white. Um, but I, I, I realized that I was engaging in an act of eraser of black people. This is so crazy to me because first and foremost, um, it's called acting, my dear. Did not the actors in Hamilton, uh, the, the theatrical play, are they not black? Did white people get upset over that? Did we say you're you're wiping out white Americans? No. Not a peep. What does it have to when let me tell you when they're casting the role of an actor playing the role, it doesn't have anything to do with it, it uh, acting is one of the hardest things I've ever tried to do because you're trying to interpret take words that come from somebody else's psyche and make it your own. And that doesn't have anything to do with skin color. That has to do with a skill and ability that you have. And these actresses were hired because of their skill and their ability. And for them now to feel forced to give up their job simply because their skin is white makes them victims of discrimination. And they've done it to themselves. Why are white people out there enabling racism against themselves? It doesn't solve any problem. It's insane. Um, it takes the problem and reverses it. That's all it does. Well, it, it, it doesn't solve any problem. In fact, and, and on top of it, where was the creators? Where was the producers of these shows? Because A lot these of these people, shows, Andrea, they, 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 you know, they're, you don't hear from them. Well, they, well they, these, these ladies did not cast themselves in these parts. They came in. They auditioned. They read for it. They competed. Somebody made a decision. They competed against other actors. Maybe the other black actors who came in and read for the part didn't do it well. They got the part on talent. They, they got the part color. on talent. Okay, so may you know? So you're not helping anybody. So now what are they going to do? Give it to somebody who can't act? Yeah. Um, so then it gets worse, though. Now we got to get get back into um, sports. Okay, so you remember how Drew Brees. Like, just apologized and apo- made it worse. And made One day it worse. we were praising him. The next day it was like, really? Uh, yeah, because at first we thought, you know, he said initially he had said, I, you know, I, I can't stand for anybody. I'm never going to go along with disrespecting the flag. Then he came out and apologized. Then he apologized again. Then he kept apologizing. Then his wife came out and said, we're all to blame. White people are to blame. Guess what he's done now? Potatoes oh, he's kid. done more? Oh, great. Oh, it gets even, it gets even worse. <laughs> <laughs> Sit down, Drew. That's all I can say. Somebody said today, this is this is true. D- quarterback Drew Brees says over the last three weeks, he started listening to rap music. And I quote, I want to better understand black culture and form a greater bond with my black teammates. 
my black teammates. And it, and it gets even worse from there because he's clarified that he's only purchased the clean version of songs. So the N words are bleeped out. So let me get this right. Breeze, you've decided you want to bond with black culture, but you're going to sanitize it out. So which 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 of the of the rap music actually represents the black culture? Is it Snoop? You going in doing uh, repeating uh, like Snoop and Dr. Dre, uh, G Thang? But take, top five from Drew Brees. Yeah, but take, taking out the bad words. I mean, is this not talk about pandering? Talk about pandering to black people. It, 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 does he somehow think that this is that this is going to make the the uh, his his teammates like him better? And what is going on in that locker room that he feels like after the way that he sucked up to them, the way that he humiliated himself to that team, to that organization, and to the world that he feels like he still has to pander to them by listening to rap music? Sounds like he lost respect, was trying to get more, and got none. Well, yeah, and on top, does he think he's going to get more by by saying that? No. Uh, and and w- but still, I would want I would ask Drew Brees. All right, Drew, you you want to pander like this? You want to continue to double down with this white privilege cla- crap and bow down to this to this terrorist movement that that victimized you? Which which are the rap music that you think actually represents them? Because I would tell you that Tupac, Snoop, Dr. Dre, some Ice Cube, all those guys kind of seem like they're a good representation. So why do you feel like you? But you feel like you got to sanitize it, right? Or maybe he's going to maybe and what do you think he's going to you think he's going to memorize some rap when he goes into the locker room and and do, and come in like maybe he'll start Ice. singing for his teammates. Which one? Did, what's what song do you think he should? Do you know any rap? Can oh, you I'm rap? not well versed in rap. No, you're not. See, I actually love rap. I love rap. Well, there's I, some songs that I like, but I don't know and like enough to be able to spit some off the top of my head. Well, let me. T- I love me some gangster so, rap. So what, I can should, what should he be singing? I think he should. I think he should go in with. I think he should go in with some TLC. Some. I seen a rainbow yesterday, but too many storms can come along, leaving a trace of not one God given ray. I'm not as good as Left Eye, but I think you know why. You know, if you're going to humiliate yourself. Come in with a little. Come in with a little TLC. Come in with a little. A little black girl rap. Drew, you've been challenged. <laughs> Don't you think it's ridiculous though how how far this has gone? And then to make matters worth get worse, Gail Benson, as in the Bensons, you know they're the ones who own the Saints. She's decided. She announced today that she's going to change the name of Dixie Beer and any Dixie Beer brands. Why would she need to change the name from Dixie? You think about I, I'm trying to think hard and I can't think of a reason. Uh, you know, um, Dixieland jazz bands, are they no longer going to be able to call themselves Dixieland jazz bands? It'll be offensive. It's going to be offensive. So um, it is uh, what why is the word Dixie no longer allowed? Where where does the end where what's the end of this sanitizing and removing names? You just hit it. There is no end. Yeah, there is no end. I heard yesterday that Rhode Island was thinking about uh, taking changing documents from the past that had the word plantation in it. I'm sitting here thinking of all the different, growing up in the South, all the different uses and different brands with the word Dixie on it. You know, and let me tell you something. If you're offended by a statue, an inanimate object, if you're offended by the word Dixie, you know, you're sick in the head, man. Something's wrong with you. And, and it's just, and it's, it, as somebody who grew up in the Deep South, uh, to me, if I were if I were a, a black person, I would be so in- intellectually insulted by all of this. If you if you feel like you have a legitimate gripe in this country, like with George Floyd, how do you feel with somebody like Gail Benson?
thinking that she's solving the problem for you by changing the name of her crappy beer, by the way, and changing it from Dixie to... I don't, I don't know what they're going to... Or taking Aunt Jemima off a syrup bottle. I mean, is that really... Do you... I mean, does that really solve the problem for anybody? We're going to take a break. We'll come back. We're going to talk to Bob Walters. Stay tuned. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Andrea K, the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea K show on the Answer San Diego. I saw you and him walking in the rain. It was pouring down and I'll never be the same. Did you miss me? I missed you too. I missed you so much I followed you today. That's right. Now close your mouth because you cold busted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, don't go looking in that closet because everything you came here with is packed up and waiting on you. That's right. That's uh, that's one of my favorite rap songs. You recognize that, DJ uh, Potato Skins? Do not. That's Orange Juice Jones. I saw you and him walking in the rain. Oh, that was my next guess. <laughs> I think that's what Drew Brees should go into the into the locker room with. Now you got two, Br- Drew. True, yeah, two you got to, I'm helping you out, man. It's a classic. Orange Juice Jones. Somebody on Facebook said that the first rap song was um, uh, Blondie, I think. Um, I don't think that was. I don't, really? I don't, Blondie? Yeah, Blondie. I, I, don't, I don't think that was. But anyway, that Maybe is my... Bob listens to rap. That is my favorite. I, I, exactly. Bob Walters joins me now. Hey, Bob, you got a favorite rap song? You know, I never got into rap, I'm afraid. And I'm an Alabama boy, but never got into it. <laughs> Have you? Louisiana girls did. Well, yeah. Well, I, I don't know. I, I, was, I was the only little white chick of anybody that I knew that. I, I was listening to Cameo long before uh, they, they became popular. I always loved, I was raised on Motown and, and the Neville Brothers and Al Green and, and all that. So it's just kind of in my DNA. So I love me some rap. So I don't know if you heard the story, but Drew Brees on top of, uh, you know, falling over himself, killing himself to suck up to the BLM crowd. His, his way of trying to bond with his teammates and understand the black culture is to listen to rap music, Bob. Yeah, it's, uh, kind of disgusting. And a poll (laughs) just came out, which is also rather upsetting. Uh, this was put out by Representative Jody Heiss, a representative from Congress from Georgia. 58% of college-educated Americans under age 30 say the rioting is justified. Now, how many, how many years have we got people being indoctrinated? Do you think these people are going to vote for Trump no. or help keep the country alive? Unbelievable. But well, I'll tell you, one thing that came up that kind of countered that, Turning Point USA, which is, of course, a, a group dedicated to getting conservative voices alive on the college campuses, they made an interesting proposal today. Okay. They think college students should be required to take a class on the Constitution in order to graduate. And then later they came out and said, well, we should also have a class on free enterprise and socialism versus capitalism. Well, and I love that anybody I- can graduate from college or the federal government should cut off their money. Well, I think that's I think I love that idea. I think when you however, the devil is in the details. If you're going to have somebody teaching capitalism versus socialism, it it would be nice if it was somebody who actually understands and and appreciates capitalism because we got enough of them teaching, you 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 know, equality. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You got to make sure it's somebody like uh, Larry Kudlow or Steve Moore, somebody like that teaching it. But I think that that's that's absolutely great idea. 
Um, you know, or maybe, or maybe since there's such a movement online, maybe they they take Hillsdale courses. Um, when it comes, it's the first, it's the first step that maybe yes, absolutely our can get us involved with. Start the direction in the right direction. Absolutely. Jeez. What else you got? Well, um, educate Ed Choice Educational Choice Organization um, in, interviewed a lot of parents for their poll. Twenty five percent of the parents said they were very comfortable with their kids going back to public school which kind of surprising, but it's only 25%, whereas 32% of the parents said they were very likely to choose e-learning as an alternative to sending their kids back to education classroom. Did they say why? They're fearful of the disease, and they're worried about the indoctrination. It was both issues. Both I don't know issues. what mix they ended up being. Well, I've got some family of mine in another state that specifically moved to this area in the south because the school districts were supposed to be so good. And now with the plan, um, the uh, the girls were sent home, and so everything ended up being online, so they started homeschooling. And then they're like, well, you know what? Why would we send them back now? We're used to homeschooling, and on top of it, they've got all these social distancing stuff, these little, like, um, when if you look at some of the pictures that some of these school districts have put out, I mean, it looks like little internment camps. Little indoctrination, I mean, I literally in little indoctrination camps with masks on their face all day long, which is incredibly unhealthy. Um, having the way they have to stand in line and file and all the hand washing stations, it just it just looks so um, institutionalized, almost like um, psych wards. And so I've got family that's like, you know, we're just going to continue to homeschool for that reason. Well, this, on homeschooling, there's another thing that happened today, rather shocking. Harvard Magazine, uh, they've got a professor who's claiming that homeschooling violates children's rights to a quality education and also promotes white supremacy. <laughs> I, I don't know how you get that in your head. Just like, are you kidding me? Well, everything is, is white supremacy now. I mean, they're out there today, the, the House Democrats, saying that they've got to turn the District of Columbia into a state because it's racist to not. I mean, you know, the, the, the shamelessness of the Democrats and the way that they exploit everything for power is shocking. Um, and uh, unfortunately or unfortunately, the Republicans don't fight dirty like that. And no, so, and we don't, don't fight and we don't fight back. And so they're, 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 they're winning right now. Um, but occasionally you come in with a win for us on our side. Do you have any wins today? Well, um, <laughs> let me finish one other thing that came out today. Okay. And then I'll give you some, some better stuff. Okay, good. New Hampshire state Senator, Jeannie Deitch uh, got herself in hot water by telling that children with parents who are not well-educated should not have the choice to homeschool, that they are too ignorant to bring an ed- a decent education to the children that should be not allowed if, they're, if they give signs of being uneducated or low mentality. Oh, my gosh. How insulting. Yeah, it is. Wow. Oh, God. Yeah, that's crazy. I, 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 it, it's so insulting, but on top of it, if you know anything about homeschooling, there's, you know, it's not parents sitting down relying on their own math skills, relying on their own history knowledge. They actually have programs and curriculum that are provided, and, and most homeschools and people that I know, families that I know of doing homeschooling, um, it, it are actually members of like co-ops, and and they and they're they're graded and and all and it's validated that they're actually learning and they're using curriculum that's provided to them. Yes. Yeah, that'd be a good way. By the way, something closer to you, Poway Unified School District approves a resolution calling for diversity in curriculum 
anti-bias training, and ethnic study classes to be required before any student can graduate from high school. What's going to be in these ethnic, ethnic studies? Do you know? Well, it's, it's re- exploring the history, background, and contributions of all the ethnic groups in the world who are, or in America, and, but it does not include any from the white population or our Western culture. Um, and that's Poway, which is a pretty, I don't know, used conservative to be, school district. Well, yeah, that used to be one of the better school districts here. Um, you know, I I didn't hear, I, I heard a headline on that story today. I didn't hear any, I knew you were coming on tonight, so I didn't delve into it. I knew you were going to share on it. <laughs> the, the only thing that I saw was I saw an interview with a young kid, and he was like, yeah, I've had ugly things said to me, this this black kid. And I thought, well, who hasn't? Who went to high school and didn't have somebody call him an ugly name? <laughs> I mean, what is what are we doing here in this country? There's not there's nothing in the Constitution that says that you have the right to go through your life with nobody ever being ugly to you at some point and calling you a nasty name. And let me tell you, there's all different nasty names that are just as hurtful as the one that nobody's allowed to say anymore. Let me tell you, um, it's it's just as ugly to have a to have a woman be called the B word or the C word. Yeah. And you know what? We all or or for a, a girl to be called fat or, you know, um, all the different, you know, I, I went to school with some, uh, I remember flashing right now when this guy I went to college with who just, I was unlucky enough to be born, you know, just really, really unattractive. And, you know, he just didn't want to leave his house because of the way he was treated, you know. And so there's, you know, you're not special, okay. You don't deserve to get special treatment and never, and never have to face, never have life hit you hard just because your skin is, is darker than somebody else. There I said it, life lesson. Yep. You got it. You're on, on target for that. Thank you. <clears throat> also, I watched Mark uh, Levin's show and on uh, Fox News. He had a professor on who uh, really gave a good outline. He says in 1990, the ratio of conservative to liberal professors was three to two. And then it became five to one. And last year it was 13 to one. And he said assistant professors are now 48 to one, which means... <laughs> Uh, that shows you what's coming down the pipeline. And it is the these graduates coming out of those schools which end up becoming in the media or legal departments or, you know, of businesses. And that's why I think we see the country, including Hollywood, tilting so far compared to the days of John Wayne and, and other people that were in industries. That they've been insinuated and filtrated by all these kids coming in from the college it's just a shame. I, uh, I'm not quite sure what we do about it. Neither do we. Were they? It's more bad news, isn't it? <laughs> well, you I'm know. It, well, you know. The thing is, is that yeah, it is bad news. But you know what? It's news that people need to hear. I'm glad Mark Levin is finally doing some stories about education. I'm glad Rush finally started. I heard him say on a show about six months ago. You know, this is we've got a problem in our schools. These schools, you know, nobody's talking about it. And I'm like, yeah. Well, you know, Bob Walters and I've been talking about it now for a couple of years. You know, so, uh, you know, it's it's it can be turned around, but people need to be aware of it and they need to be willing to do something about it. See, the left pushes all day, every day, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 in every aspect of our lives. And we don't do it enough. We don't get out there and work hard enough. And we must be willing to do that. Um, uh, One of the things that um, uh, it, it. it's a lesson on too is as we look at the Supreme Court and re- retaining the Senate. And everybody's like, we got to keep the Senate because we've got to get today. I think we, we yes. have this. We had the. I think today was marked the two hundredth 
uh, judge that was appointed at, since Trump took office. The disappointments that we've had with Gorsuch and John Roberts and even Kavanaugh on, on a couple of decisions, even though they weren't really monumental, is a lesson that we need to stop as conservatives asking any Republican to nominate anybody to the Supreme Court who came out of any of the Ivy Leagues. I am tired of seeing Supreme Court nominees who have any association to Harvard, Columbia, Georgetown, yep. any of those. We need to start nominating some judges for judgeships, people who went to law school at places like Hillsdale, at places that are that are more uh, like maybe like Louisiana State or some schools out there, maybe Vanderbilt, some schools out there that don't have these Marxist far left kooks teaching. I agree. Otherwise, we're going down the toilet fast. Well, yeah, because, um, you know, you look at what John Roberts did and even Gorsuch signed cited with them on this transgender thing, you know, saying, you know, um, which was I can't remember if it's Title seven or Title nine, but basically saying that you can't discriminate against transgender, basically as though in 1960 when they 65 or whenever that. Uh, Title yeah. Seven came about uh, when it was anti-sex discrimination. It was clear that was about women, and now we're rewriting what sex is in this country through the Supreme Court. No, um, but that's because when you the the reason why the Republicans only get it right about half the time with these Supreme Court justices is because when you nominate somebody who came out of these schools, you're nominating somebody who was indoctrinated, and maybe not fully, but pretty pretty far. So yeah. Final thing I got is L.A.'s uh, Unified School District. They didn't take a vote on it yet. They put it off. But they've tried to get rid of the police. And they, right now, there's one policeman on each campus. It's just in case somebody comes on board with a gun or yeah. students fighting each other. And the teachers union, of course, is 100% for getting rid of them. And yet some of the parents and a few of the teachers spoke up and said, you know what? Last year, 100,000 phone calls were received about uh, shootings and uh, bad behavior for the students that was dangerous to the other students. So <laughs> I, I just can't believe that uh, they even would consider this, but they, mm -hmm. the basic attitude is if you've got one policeman on the campus, the black kids are going to feel like they're really in a prison. And I don't know where they get that from. Well, they're, they're being told that. I don't know that any black kid feels like if they see an armed person walking around outside the school, first of all, if they're inside the classrooms all day, they're not seeing this person roam around. That's ridiculous. You know, this I know, it really is. No, I mean, I don't believe that for a second. This is this is the unions uh, pretending the kids are scared and, you know, of, of seeing a cop. And if there is a kid out there scared of seeing a cop, it's because they were told to be afraid, mm -hmm. which is child abuse to implant that in a kid's brain. Bob, thank you that's so all, much. That's all the good news I got for you today. Well, well, that's good. You got something for me. Well, you have a great weekend, my friend, and I appreciate you so much for all that you do, even though you don't know any rap songs. <laughs> I'll practice. All right, all right. you do you that. All right, care. thanks, son. Uh, yep. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to wrap it up. We're wrapping up this week here on the Andrea K Show. Be sure to follow Andrea Kay on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea Kay. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Andrea Kay, telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Um, we were talking to Bob Walters' education segment, and I said if we want more success with SCOTUS, we need to stop nominating uh, graduates of these uh, far left 
law schools. Um, but there was a couple of uh, a, a win for President Trump today at the Supreme Court. They denied the request from Texas Democrats to expand mail-in voting, just like they're exploiting this uh, George Floyd thing to try to turn D.C. into a state. Um, they're trying to exploit the coronavirus to steal the election through mail-in balloting. Oh, nobody should have to risk their life to go out and vote. But, oh, by the way, if you want to show up uh, Sunday to do a Black Lives Matter protest, we'll give you the address of where to come. Right. Speaking of that, um, a court um, a federal judge actually gave a smackdown to, to a New York Governor Cuomo, uh, New York City Mayor de Blasio, as well as Attorney General of the state of New York, Letitia James, um, for basically um, for their anti-religious um, discrimination. Um, because what they did was, according to this judge, um, de Blasio had simultaneous pro-protest and anti-religious gathering messages when he actively encouraged participation in protest and openly discouraged religious gatherings and threatened relig- religious worshipers, uh, the judge said in his federal order. So they have been ordered uh, to back off the threats and um, and to, um, to stop uh, threatening uh, religious institutions and allowing them to have the same uh, rights of reopening as other phase two businesses. Uh, oh, there was also another Supreme Court win for Trump this week and had to do with speedy deportation. There was somebody that uh, didn't want to be deported while he was waiting for his asylum case and uh, used, tried to use some writ of mandamus or something. Um, you know, technicality to try to get out of de- being deported. And SCOTA said absolutely not. And that was a seven to two ruling. So that was a good couple of um, cases for Trump this week. Um, here's a story that didn't get any news because it's not going to. Uh, Biden, did you know the potato skins that uh, Biden opened up a nonprofit after he left uh, being vice president? And it was to fight cancer research. Guess what percentage of the money that they took in went to salaries uh, versus helping anybody. Oh, I'm going to guess towards it went almost non-existent to the helping people side. Yeah, well, it's, yeah, well, not almost non-existent. 65% of its total expenditures went to salaries. Um, well above what, what watch, charity watchdogs recommend it being 25%. So uh, they raised almost $5 million dollars. Uh, and over three million of that went to salaries. Another one point seven. Um, a bulk of the cash, seven hundred forty thousand, was poured into conferences, conventions. It was basically it was a, it was a fraud. And just like the Clinton Foundation, which should be prosecuted, these are charity frauds. This is this is this is money laundering. So of course he's not going to be prosecuted for it. Um, but these are the things that Trump needs to be talking about when he's out on the campaign trail. It's almost as though he's just got so much to use against Biden that it's almost like you know where do you go? It's almost like he's overwhelmed. There's a lot. Okay, so final hero of the week and stink of the week. Your hero and stink. My hero has not changed. It's uh, Vice President Mike Pence, and my stink of the week is going to be the uh, city of Minneapolis because you know they they're going way too far and they think it's a great idea to change law enforcement. My hero are the Catholics who stopped the teardown of a statue. Uh, my stink of the week is Bubba Wallace. Got to be Bubba Wallace for that hate crime hoax and his doubling down on it afterwards. Um, particularly despicable. Hey, love you all. Be back Monday, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Peace out. Peace out.